Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And prompt as always, as you would expect from a uh, former golf course superintendent, uh, David Phipps, our pleasure to have him joining us here out there in Oregon City, uh, where he's there, uh, well, some of the time, a lot of the time he's on the road. He is the Northwest Regional Representative for the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America as they get set for the rounds for research uh, auction. You've heard us mention this over the years, and usually it's something we kind of get to at the end of it, but this year we're out in front of it, uh, things working out that way. David, good morning. How have you been? Good morning. I've been great. That's super. Well, uh, this uh, auction just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh, the Golf Course Superintendents Association, obviously uh, supporting those out there uh, caring for maintaining uh, the golf courses uh, here in the United States. Um, but the rounds for research, maybe give a little bit of history just on its formation uh, and uh, what what the whole goal of this, what we are raising money for to help support uh, their efforts. Yeah, you bet. Um, it's been such a successful program. You know, we hope this year to raise um, a lot of money, you know, to go for turfgrass research across the country. This program actually started in the Carolinas, and they took it to a point where it became so successful, they, they figured, well, let's just share this with the rest of the country. And so the GCSAA adopted this program, and now we help administer it to all the local chapters around the country. And the money that's raised with this auction comes right back to the chapter and benefits the golf course superintendents in terms of research and education. Um, so it's just a fantastic program. It's a way that we can help keep golf sustainable uh, by helping, uh, providing a way that, uh, you know, even the golfers can contribute to the success of you know, this industry. Well, yeah, and it's uh, it, the bidding will start, I believe, on Monday, on the 25th. It'll open up and, and stay open for a week. Um, courses mm -hmm. from uh, around the country, um, Oregon, uh, it, and some private courses, too. So if you've never had the opportunity, uh, Waverly has donated a foursome. Uh, the Oregon Golf Club uh, that hosted the LPGA event at last year, Oswego Lake Country Club, uh, 
as well as Pumpkin Ridge has thrown a couple in, uh, those sorts of things, Tathro out in Bend. Uh, so some places where maybe it's difficult to get on, it's an opportunity to do that as well as some of the, the top courses around the country. Um, but I think some people, you know, it's good to hear the money that comes in locally will go back to the local chapters. And uh, because the research is... It takes a lot of money in order to do the things that you've got to do. And in the Northwest being such a, um, a hotbed for the growth of certain turfs. I mean, or turf in Oregon is one of the, the big agricultural businesses. So it's kind of a perfect region to do a lot of research here. Absolutely. You know, the most grass seed in the country, well, almost around the world comes out of Oregon. It's such a, a big crop out here. And unfortunately, the last couple of years has been really tough in terms of you know, we had that big heat bomb that we had in 117 degrees. That happened right about, right about the time when grass was germinating. And so it uh, rendered, rendered a lot of the grass seed just not viable. And so they lost a lot of crop that way. They lost a lot of crop to the voles, which eat the grass after it's been windrowed before it was harvested. So it's, it's been a kind of a, a travesty, if you will. And so the price of grass now for golf courses, even down in the desert who are overseeding, um, for their winter play or paying up to $3.50 a pound. So can you imagine doing, you know, 40,000 pounds of grass seed or seed your golf courses? <laughs> and these guys are still picking it up because that's their livelihood. That's what they need to do. And they depend on, you know, Oregon for their, for their crop. It's pretty special. So but, you know, Oregon, in, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, David. And you were going to continue. I was just going to say that, you know, about the different sorts of research and, and programs that go on uh, with the turf seed with the turf grass uh, development. You bet. You know, Oregon has been kind of a, a in forefront of a lot of the environmental efforts um, with the golf courses. And you know, back in 1999, actually, Oregon was the first chapter to embark on a uh, program where we developed a set of BMPs, best management practices, if you will. And that, that, that BMP has now gone through three revisions um, where it is today. Uh, but this actually became a GCSAA program where our, our initiative was to get a BMP set in every state across the country by 2020. And we achieved that goal. And now we have 50 state BMPs in place that uh, help provide ways for golf courses to uh, manage their golf course in an environmental way that's most efficient, sustainable, and protects the environment. And that's our focus on that. Um, but that all started with the efforts of you know, superintendents here in Oregon. Um, shortly thereafter, it was Florida and New York, so I'm going to give them credit too, but Oregon kind of led the way with that. And a lot of research goes into developing these BMPs, and, and, and that's a lot of this money that we see here being raised with rounds for research has contributed to those BMPs. So it's, it's a pretty special program out here. And then as far as, uh, you know, that research, what are some of the things that uh, come out of it and develop, whether it's, uh, you know, those best practices, whether it's uh, sometimes the need for finding different ways to care for the grass with with treatments, with products, with um, mm -hmm. however, what's been some of the things that have come out since you've started those best management practices uh, that we've seen that are now um making a difference on the golf courses we play. You bet. Well, you know, Oregon State now happens to be like the only major college that has a turf grass program on the West Coast. And Alec Kowaleski is our professor down there, and he has done a phenomenal job in garnering a lot of research. And one of his grad students who now has his PhD and has moved on to the USDA, 
down there in Oregon State, but he did, his name is Quentin Maddox, and he did a bunch of research on how to control microdochium patch, which is that winter disease that we see on, on greens in the Northwest where it gets that little pink spot and has little circles that grow. And it's pretty destructive and grass normally won't grow out of that until the growing season starts up. So you can see why it's so important for us to keep that disease curtailed during the winter. Well, Clint worked on ways to manage that disease without using fungicides, but, but using a program of um, iron sulfate and phosphates and uh, um, crop oils and things like that. And he came up, you know, about a 90 to 99% clear plots by using that without using pesticides. And so that's the kind of research that we're doing. That's just being part of our BMPs and helping superintendents do more with less impact on the environment. David Phipps is our guest here, Northwest Regional Representative for the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America. Rounds for research uh, getting going. Uh, you can just type in, you can go on Twitter, and actually it's uh, at rounds, the number four research, uh, and get a link there. Just type in on a Google search, rounds for research, and it will take you there. You'll see golf courses available, donating uh rounds uh for foursomes or twosomes all over the country including several here in oregon but uh some courses if you ever wanted to go uh you know bucket list sorts of ones that you can play especially the carolinas are big pinehurst number two there's some stuff available if uh, your budget allows uh <laughs> Uh, to get down there, some of the TPC courses around the country as well. One of the other programs, though, that um, has gotten going in recent years uh, is the First Green program. We know about First Tee, uh, where golf getting involved with youth at the formation, using golf to teach uh, about life and life lessons, but now specifically the golf course superintendents uh, using it as part of uh, STEM education. Uh, how How is that program going and uh, how can people get involved here with their local courses uh, to develop those relationships with with the school districts well thanks so much for asking this is a program that's very dear to my heart um, this program has been around for about 22 years and it started up in washington state in bellevue a couple superintendents jeff gullickson and steve keely are kind of the leaders on this and they kind of got this program going and they've been hosting field trips for years um, when I came to GCSAA in 2012, I had already hosted a few field trips at my golf course, Stone Creek, and I brought the local Gaffney Lane sixth graders out. We did a birding field trip and learned about um, the environment and identifying birds, worked with some local birders and did some field trips out there. And it was just a blast. These fifth and sixth graders come out to the golf course and their eyes just open in wonderment. You know, so I saw the benefit of that. But when I took this job at GCSAA, the first green asked me to sit on the board of directors. And so I did. And became part of that program and worked with them. And then with that connection, I was able to bring Red Evans, our CEO, out to a field trip in Bellevue, and, and he was hooked at that point. And then the, the board with GCSA decided to adopt this program and take it within ourselves and uh, make it a nationwide program. And now we've got countries even looking at this program, taking to adopt it over the, over the big pond, you know. Um, but it's been wonderful. We've got super, uh, superintendents hosting field trips all across the country now. We had one just recently over in the Mid-Atlantic region where he had local news station out and he was hosting segments and talking about what the golf courses are doing and how they're um, teaching kids these STEM activities and bringing them to the golf course and helping them apply what they're learning in school in a real life situation. And, you know, this is great that we're doing this because this, you know, outreach is one of our uh, 
things that we like to do for, for our communities, but we're also, we have something else behind us. We want to create an awareness of the position, of the career of golf course management. Uh, today, this is an open career. If somebody comes in and wants to get a college degree, they're going to get a job right out of college because we're going to have a shortage of superintendents when us baby boomers all decide to retire. So if there's a way we can kind of entice some interest and show um, this uh, wonderful career as a superintendent, working outdoors, working with people, managing a, a beautiful property, and it's a, a pretty well-paid position, I might say at that, if you get into the right job. Um, even summer employment for students is a great opportunity there. Right now is a good time to connect with your local golf course and see if you can get a job out there. But the first green has been helping make awareness of that. And you know, in a couple of weeks, I'm going down to the Byron Nelson. They're going to host a booth down there and, and uh, talk about first green to the people watching the, the tournament down there in Texas. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, uh, it's just a fantastic program. Yeah. And so if uh, people are interested either connecting their golf course to local schools or connecting their local schools, their, their kids uh, are interested in that uh, to, to a golf course, what's the best way to, to go about trying to make those connections? Well, if you're a teacher and you would like to have a field trip at a golf course, they can definitely connect with me. And I'd uh, be happy to uh, you know, get them along the way and connect them with a the golf course. Or if it's a superintendent wanting to do a school, I can help them reach out to a school as well. Um, I've had teachers in Salt Lake City come off the, out of the woodwork and just start emailing me like crazy in one school district. And I've got field trips set up all over the place down there. <laughs> um, they, they, you know, they love the idea. And we've had these field trips and the teachers come away just shaking their heads going, how great is this? You know, the kids having a great time. And learning how to, to, you know, measure square feet, how to, what soil science is all about, learning about insects, learning about macro and micro invertebrates, all kinds of stuff that we can teach that have to do with golf course management. It's really cool. David's an easy guy to find too. Uh, on Twitter at David Phipps, P H I P P S, uh, and uh, he will definitely respond. I can I can tell you that. Uh, you can go to uh, gcsaa.org uh, and search on David. You'll get uh, his phone number there with uh, the GC. SAA. So uh, this, the weather over the last 12 months here in the Northwest has been unbelievable. You mentioned the ridiculous uh, heat we had that one weekend, uh, the likes of which we've never seen in this part of the country. Then we come in uh, this winter, uh, odd, a a lot of wet, uh, and then we thought we were hitting spring and then it snowed in April. So uh, what's been the effect and what have uh, superintendents here in the Northwest had to adjust to and how are courses coming out of this now that hopefully uh, this cold weather is behind us and and how will that affect uh, how courses should be uh, being able to be played here in the spring? I hope this this weather just starts going for the getting to the norms because some of these extremes are just going crazy, whether it's ice or snow or heat or rain or whatever. Um, It just seems like we're just seeing so many more of these extreme ends of our weather. But, you know, my hat's hat's tipped always to the superintendents out there and dealing with what they have to deal with amongst all that. You know, managing the course, you know, through cleanup. I mean, look at Oregon Golf Club last year. They had that snow and that ice. It broke trees down right and left. And then within 90 days of the beginning of that tournament, they were told they were hosting the tournament. So Russ Bandehay had to scramble and get all of this tree work done, get this course cleaned up, and then host a major LPGA event all within 90 days. It's unbelievable. So it just, just you know, it goes to the um, 
how strong these superintendents are and how adaptable they can be to get this stuff done. But, you know, the golfers have to have an understanding. The golf course may not be, you know, putting at that great speed that they expect it to. You know, you can't be barking at superintendents in March about greens not rolling 12 on the step meter. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, it's a seasonal thing. And I'm still flabbergasted at some of the conditions that are coming out of these golf courses amongst these this weather, and especially with the labor shortage as well. You know, there's been a, it's been tough to get employees. It's tough to fight with McDonald's on the minimum wage. Yeah. Um, granted, you know, that wage is coming up. We're paying more people, paying people more money um, to get these jobs. And uh, it's just a, this is the way it is. You know, it's our industry. And I always ask you, but uh, we can't remind people enough. What are some of the just most basic things golfers can do when they're out there playing on courses to make life easier on the superintendents and respect the work that they do on a daily basis? Oh, you know, just being mindful of the environment, mindful of, you know, leave the course better than when you arrived, you know? So if you're on a green, you see a ball mark, that's not yours. Just fix it. Just bend over and fix it. That's, to me, it's an honor to fix ball marks, you know, it's a pleasure to, to help the golf course. Um, you know, if your divots, if you got sand, let's fill that divot with sand. If you, you know, got a nice large enough chunk, put it back and stomp it in. Um, again, leave that golf course in better shape than when you found it. You know, bunkers, sometimes we've, you know, during this pandemic, we've actually removed bunker rakes. And so people have gotten used to not raking bunkers at all, but now the rakes are finding their way back to the edge of the bunkers. Um, they're not there for decoration. They're there for use. And uh, feel free to pick one up and rake some footprints. You, know, you can do that. That all helps. Well, fantastic. Well, again, uh, rounds for research. So it gets underway on Monday. Uh, you can go to, um, if you go to the uh, GCSAA.org site, there's a big banner for it. And then uh, you can, uh, it says, I want to bid. I want to donate. Are you still, are they still accepting uh, courses if they want to donate some rounds or is that closed? Oh, absolutely. No, we'll, we'll accept courses clear to the last day. And, you know, we'll even have a, a auction afterwards to auction off the rounds that did not get uh, a bid on. But generally things here in Oregon go get sold out. So it's a, a good time to get in there and, you know, start putting your name on some of these golf courses. Yep. Opportunities. And, and again, if you're planning, uh, if you're deciding you want to go on the big, uh, the big bucket list golf trip at, at some point somewhere, uh, whether it's Florida, uh, Carolinas, Texas, Arizona, New York, wherever, uh, there's some great, great golf courses, and uh, you're gonna, that money's going to go to research uh, and, and do some good. David Phipps uh, with the uh, GCSAA, we always appreciate your time. Glad you're, uh, glad you're there in Oregon City. I know you are, are all over. Uh, heading back to Texas for the Byron Nelson in a few weeks. We'll all be jealous of that, but we appreciate it. Uh, again, you can find him at David Phipps on Twitter. Uh, if you want more information on uh, the First Green program or anything else that's going on with the GCSAA. Thank you so much. We appreciate it and uh, look forward to talking with you soon. You bet. Thanks, Jason. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.